back to the Kilt and Dud podcast. I'm your host, Gray. Tonight, I'm joined by my internet resident co-host. We have Ash. We have Devin. Say what's up, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> For those of you at home who can't see me, <laughs> I'm still with my eye closed, and I have no idea why I close my eyes. I just realized that. I close my eyes. I've never done the intro. Which, hey, by the way, you guys listening at home, we've got the intro back. Uh, very excited about that. You may have already noticed that by now, however. <laughs> okay, so first up tonight, I want to get right into this. AMC says, fuck you to Universal and some petty ass bullshit. Are you guys aware of this? Have you seen the internets last night or today? I did. I've seen snippets. I tried looking up to read the whole full article, but I, I'm going to need y'all to speak on it. It's two well, we, mega corporations having a dick measuring contest. That's well, because well, I think what I read, it was, like, it was all because of Trolls, the new movie, that the newest one that came out. Like, that was one of the mm. factors that caused it. Uh, yeah. yeah, jumping off point. Basically, Trolls got released this streaming because of covid mm-hmm. and it did well and now universal is saying hey we're going to go ahead and release movies in the theaters and streaming at the same time which before or the current model since things are closed it hasn't officially changed yet is that movies come out for 90 days before they can hit streaming platforms so this would hurt amc's pockets essentially and they need the money because they only got a recent round of funding and it's only scheduled to last them till November. Mm. In a nutshell. Yeah. <clears throat> However, recently, um, Regal chimed in and said mm-hmm. that they will not be doing business with studios that do not respect the time window either. <laughs> They didn't specifically say Universal outright, but that's who they're hinting, wink, winking to. So my question to you guys is this disruption in the way that we have previously done business with movie theaters, let's say we like we're in the industry, with the way the world (laughs) operated as far as theatrical release, streaming platforms, and then physical media. Do you think it is worth it to, as Devin so eloquently put it, get into a dick measuring contest over this? (laughs) (laughs) You know, before when it was just between Universal and AMC, I said, well, RMP AMC, because that's a a, uh, battle you're not going to win. But then when Regal chimed in, and I'm assuming Lowe's is going to chime in and and any other major chain is going to chime in pretty soon, this can have an effect. This will have a major effect. I don't think this is something that's going to actually happen. Like, I think they're going to get back to releasing films in theaters and respecting that 90-day window with some weird caveat in there. But I I don't think this threat is going to actually come to fruition. I hope not, because, I mean, if it does, that's the end of movie theaters. That's just... Essentially. uh, Yeah. Because as to where I prefer to go to a theater and watch a movie on a wall-sized screen. And if my seat shakes, so be it. Um, 
a lot of people don't give a fuck. They'll watch it at home on their Samsung 42-inch screen and be just as happy because they didn't have to spend as much money and get all the kids together and the treats and all that hoopla. So, Well, they just don't know how to sneak in snacks like some <laughs> folks. Yeah, but I think what Trolls has proven is that at least kid movies, parents will fork over a ridiculous amount of money so their kids can sit at home and watch it rather than having the outgoing experience. Then why not just stream just kids' movies and then have everything else be in the theaters? That would be, I mean, I don't know. Well, because kid movies make a shitload of money at the movie. That's true. Yeah, it's uh-huh. always number one. And uh, I, it's, I, I speak as someone who, like, if this is the new normal, I'm okay with it. I've already expressed how I, I actually don't like going to the movie theater before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that I'm kind of in the minority in that. Some people just really love going to the movie and get that, getting that movie theater experience. That's why I don't think this is actually going to come to. I, I, there's too much pressure on both sides to, mm-hmm. you know, not jerk each other off in a situation. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, their dicks are out, so, you know, man, bro. It's so true. And I think that it, unfortunately, this comes up at an interesting time, um, not so much because of the pandemic that's going on, but when you have films that surpass their traditional, I guess, movie life, like everyone's aware of Parasite by now. Mm-hmm. That movie's been out for quite some time, recently won. And then it came back to theaters in a major release, as well as a movie that I am excited for the sequel, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Um, I don't remember offhand, but I'm going to say it came out last November. I think I saw it early in October, but November was the real release date. Yeah. And it was still in theaters until the pandemic happened. So there's mm-hmm. definitely an audience, or it was gaining momentum. Um, so I think that that will hurt people if they opt to incorporate more stream. I don't think the standoff that's going on right now, to Devin's point, is going to be uh, what it's going to be, but I do think studios are going to aim to shorten that window. So whether it's theatrical release gets 30 days in a the theater, and then, you know, they're like, all right, fair game. We're mm-hmm. done with you. Because they know it can be done, and now they don't have to... I think, I don't know, real contracts, but let's say... The studio gets 40% of whatever the ticket sales are. So they don't have to take that 40% anymore. They could take 100% or, you know, whatever the percentage is between iTunes and them or uh, Spotify doesn't do movies. I don't even know why that was on my mind. But the streaming <laughs> platforms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if one thing this pandemic has taught us is that we are all a very social people. And so once restrictions are lifted, I mean, people are going to be going in trolls to see anything at the movie theaters. So it would probably be in everyone's best interest between Universal and AMC and Regal to stop being a bitch about it and just go back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) That's all this is. I just love your choice of words. (laughs) (laughs) It's sad, but true. Yeah. Well, right al- oh. well, really quick question. I mean, if this does go through, and I'm, like you said earlier in our text, that uh, that means Halloween Kills and Candyman won't be released in theaters. <laughs> no other Child's Play movie will be either. 
Was there another one in development? Well, he's a universal monster. Oh. My word's not theirs, but they better recognize. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If if I don't get to witness Halloween Kills or Candyman in theaters, I'm going to be really upset. Well, I'm going to be annoyed, but I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it'll be interesting to see how... Uh, you know, both of those films in particular are Universal Blumhouse. So it's like, duh, would Jason Blum pull something out of his rectum to be like, this isn't a full-fledged Universal movie? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I could see them finagling, well, who controls the IP versus whose name is bigger on the screen? Yeah, it's Candyman. I would love to like. I don't want to see Candyman if it's not in theaters. Also, don't want to wait longer than the rest of this year to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that's something I think that should be enjoyed on the big screen. I've never seen any of the three previous iterations of Candyman on the big screen. Same. And I was definitely old enough for part three, but part three is part three. So I saw part two in theaters. <laughs> Did you really? I did, yep. <laughs> was it equally as terrifying? Yeah, I saw with my cousin. Well, my sister took my cousin out to go see it. And my cousin and I are about to say, we're just a year apart. And I kept scaring her by pulling down the mirror in the car and calling Candyman's name. Good times. <laughs> yeah, I was, still a, a, I, was, <laughs> I was still a little kid when those movies came out. So, unfortunately, I have not had the pleasure of seeing Candyman in theaters. No. I know. I, I it crossed my mind because I, I want to say Candyman three came out. I I don't know exactly when in the summer, but it was only a summer release. Yeah, and it was like I was like maybe it was Fourth of July weekend we were gonna go see it or some shit like that. But and I thought I like, it did, did it premiere on HBO or something, or, or am I making that up? Or was it released in theaters? I thought it was like straight to. Oh, I don't know. No, because I remember trying to go see it. I don't know. I don't know. The less we think about the movie, the better. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Alright, well now I gotta know. The movie was awful. And sexist. And racist. Mm. Yeah, definitely racist. I I never realized how inappropriate that whole film was. I mean, or let's just say it doesn't hold up. It was fine for the 90s, but doesn't hold up. A lot has changed in the world. It wasn't even fine for the night. Well, yeah. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, what have you guys been watching? Have you seen any good things? Ash, I know we were talking about Extremity. Did you ever finish that? I have not. I, uh, no. I keep putting it off for some reason. I've been watching other stuff instead. I feel like I have to be in the right mindset for that movie because I'm still trying to figure out what is going on in that trailer. Because <laughs> so, like I said before, there's just so much going on. I'm like, okay, so what's going on? But uh, so I'm, I'll probably try to get to that over the weekend. But I've been watching... Um, um, sorry. Uh, I just watched Mikey because I follow some like 
pages on social media and they were talking about Mikey. I was like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. And I remember I have it saved on, on my Tubi. And I decided okay. to <laughs> to give that a, a viewing. And it had an Ashley Lawrence in it. So I love that movie. I used to watch the movie all the time as a kid. Yeah, you um, know, I told you last night that movie stressed me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that kid, oh my gosh. Oh, he just stressed me. I don't know. Killer kids stress me out. It's a little kid from Family Ties. It is. Mm-hmm. And if you look him up now, you'll see the movie was not that far off where he would wind up in life. Ooh. But- I'd have to revisit the movie. I don't. Like the name sounds familiar, but I uh, does not ring any bells. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very nineties. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I've, uh, I'm trying to think. What else have I watched? Whatever's on Shutter, Shutter's still showing like Texas Chainsaw, and um, I revisited The Exorcist, my number one favorite. And I literally got creeped out. Like, usually when I watch that film, I don't really get too creeped out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the last time that I just watched it, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know why, but I just, it, it, it had me in my feels. We have got to do, like, an, an Exorcist Marathon, Ash. And we have to watch where, the second one? Yes, we do. We have to watch part <laughs> one, two, three, and both part fours. Uh, okay. <laughs> Take a little bit of CBD, you know. <laughs> but you know what? Like, in the first one, I the one scene, uh, it was with the priest. And, like, he was in the bedroom. And, like, Reagan's just chilling in her bed. She has this look on her face. It had me crying. I was getting so weak. Because she, she's just laying there like... Uh huh. <laughs> like you're you're not ready for this. I'm gonna fuck shit up. It just you, cracked me up. Have you ever seen Repossessed? No, that's like when they made a spoof of it, right? Yes, yeah, with Linda Blair coming back. Linda Blair's in it though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could find it anywhere. I'm going to um, see if I can dig it up somewhere. You know, she could have just a great real in-person persona, but I choose to believe otherwise that she has been a fucking champ about the roles she's ever had in the 70s and 80s and, like, doesn't mind talking about them, still goes to conventions, and I think that that's fucking awesome. Yeah. A lot of people shy away from, like, oh, no, I was young, it was stupid, it's horrible, I'm a real actress or something. Mm-hmm. Poor actor. Yeah, and I she's definitely one of the celebrities I would love to meet because I truly, like, I love her career. I love pretty much anything that she's in. But then, like, mm-hmm. a couple of people that I know, they met her. And they're like, oh, she's a bee. And she only wants to talk about her dogs or dolls and stuff. I'm like, well. Well, she does promote that. Yeah. So I guess yeah. if you're there not knowing what she's been up to, I could see that happening. Yeah. But, I mean, she's been doing that for, like, 30, 40 years. So. Like, it's hard for me to believe a fan wouldn't know that. Right. I don't know, but... What you been up to, Gray? Uh, nothing <laughs> horror-related. Um, 
they're they I mean, that's not true. Like I've been putting shutter on in the background as I work. So I've seen a plethora of things through osmosis, but nothing like same thing. I haven't finished extremity either. I've I've started it three times. <laughs> and um So that pretty much just I, tells me that it's not worth my time. <laughs> it's not a hard watch. It's um I don't know. It's not like it's maybe it's the like you said the the mindset because it's not a bad movie. Like I want to know what's going on. Yeah. Like if nothing else, I, I sometimes I can watch things I'm completely not interested in just to see how it ends. But I try not to like. But I'll start skipping. So when I feel like I'm trying to start skipping, I stop. All right. Because the Apple TV has. A nasty 10-second advance button. Oh. <laughs> My TV shows suffer from that. It's like, I don't need to build up before commercial break. Let's just get past this. <laughs> Especially if it's a Bravo show, because they're just going to recap this shit when it comes back from break. Sorry. Right? <sighs> Got to fill that 22 minutes out, or 47 minutes. Um, but that's pretty much it. Nothing really exciting. I am looking forward to next month uh, movies that I saw at the Overlook Film Festival last year uh-huh. are starting to hit streaming. So uh, if people that didn't get to see The Lodge in theaters, that's going to hit Hulu. Oh, and then wait. Come to Daddy with Elijah Wood, which was fucking awesome. is deranged, demented, and funny. Uh, it's going to be on Prime. And then The Vast of Night, which is technically not a horror movie. But it is <clears throat> more like sci-fi, thriller. I hate to use Stranger Things. But basically, <laughs> two radio DJs have an encounter with possible S- S- ETs. What's that word, Greg? What's that word you're trying to say, Greg? A terrestrial being. <laughs> oh. Oh. Extraterrestrial? Yes. Yes, that is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so, screw you guys. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for those movies coming out. The Bass of Night, I, I would love to have seen in the theater again. And now that I'm actually thinking about it, I don't know who's going to be the first, second, third, or most discounted horror convention next year but i bet you i'm hitting a bunch of them up it has been so long i mean this covid thing makes me feel better about the ones i wasn't going to be able to attend but i was going to go to overlook again uh next month um that's in new orleans right yep okay and delta Airlines was nice enough to cancel my ticket i think they're canceling everyone's ticket but whatever thanks delta And now I'll just have to wait till next year or whenever they have a mulligan version. Uh, we'll see. Devin, how about you? I've been pretty boring over here, actually. I, I finally finished one of the books I was reading um, about The Office. And what else have I been watching? Um, the other night, we actually watched... This is a non-horror movie. Um, but we watched this movie called The Kitchen. With Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was like a dramatic movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, like a mobster movie, actually. 
Um, you said Melissa McCarthy. I heard Ginny. <laughs> That's what I thought at first, too. And yeah. neither one of them would be happy with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's. I mean, it's not a great movie. Um, I've seen better, but I've seen a lot worse. The The plot was all over the place. We were watching the movie and constantly I said, well, wait, how did that happen? And wait, how did they get here? But overall, it was a fine film. And I was, it was my first time seeing Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish, for that matter, in a seriously dramatic role. And I thought they both did well. Um, Elizabeth, Moss, Elizabeth Moss shines, as she always does. Yeah. She can maybe do no wrong. Yeah, I mean, doesn't. yeah, I mean... <clears throat> Apology aside, but yeah, she's I like her. She's a good actress. <laughs> but other than that, I, I, I've been pretty low key over here. But I do have a question for you guys. So Friday's coming up. I thought it was tomorrow, but it's the day after tomorrow. And Sorry about that. <laughs> I plan on getting all my fat snacks, all my drinks. Hey. What What should we watch? I want to see. I want to watch like a series of movies. I'm thinking from like the slasher golden era, like the early to mid eighties. I say watch pieces. Pieces, okay. I love that movie. That's another one that I watched the other day was pieces. I don't know. Pieces, the burning, maybe. I, I was thinking the burning, yeah. Hmm. How do you guys watch that? What do you mean? That was a two and done for me. I'm not I'm not a huge Burning fan. I know there are people out there that love it. <laughs> I liked it the first time I saw it. So this is really, really dope. And then I saw it the second time. I said, this is really, really stupid and boring. So I want to watch it a third time to sort of balance out my final decision. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want... understand the overhypeness of it. Yeah. I can, I can tolerate it, but I'm not the one... That... People that's like, oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever. Oh, because I've True. seen better. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think I was personally thinking about watching The Prowler. I haven't seen that oh. in a while. Wait, why do I skip The Prowler and Pieces mixed up together? Which one took place in the forties or fifties? The The Prowler. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then pieces, well, did that take place in London or something? Well, pieces, in the beginning, it did take place like, I want to say however old the kid is. Because there's a sequence with like dancers, right? Like the girls are in dance. Oh, class, no, it, that, it like, takes place at a college campus. Okay, I know I've seen, I know I know this movie, but I think I've always gotten pieces and the prowler mixed up. But yay to both of them. Yeah, I would definitely say the Prowler overtakes um, the Burning. Okay. Oh, what's another? You want to know two '80s movies that I always get confused and are not really similar? What's that? Is the Mutilator and Microwave Massacre. Oh. Because <laughs> no, the cool. cover looks the cover. Aren't the covers a little similar? Um. The mutilator is just the kids on the hook. Microwave Massacre, the only one I've ever seen is the head in the microwave. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen, too. Have you guys seen Edge of the X? No. Uh-oh. Okay. Maybe I'll add what year is that? 88? But it looks oh, like a oh. Friday the 13th ripoff, which I'm here for. <laughs> 
88. Yeah. The Edge of the Axe. Oh, Arrow released the video. I'm definitely looking it up right now. So, yeah, that's where my head is for this week. Some fat snacks, some saucy drinks, and (laughs) (laughs) some good movies. (laughs) Because I'm staying in while the Corona Man is out here in these streets. (laughs) So... No, I'm planning on anything. Plus, I need a haircut really bad, and I'm not truly trying to face the public looking like this. I thought you were growing it out. I was, but you know, I'm over it at this point. You know, we can still <laughs> the, the, the hair like on the back of your ear for no reason, and like mm-hmm. you know, like this part of your the side of your neck. <laughs> like the, I just, I'm over it. My neck and my back. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I need to just cut my shit. Shoot, I went back to extensions. I went all natural, and I was like, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get to my hairdresser. I'm putting in my clippings. And I'm not confident enough to cut my own hair. I'm not trusting the boyfriend to cut my hair, so, you know. (laughs) Oh, so this is a Spanish movie. Maybe that's why I never knew about it. Okay, I knew it was an American. I didn't know it was Spanish. Okay. Have you ever seen any of, like, video nasties? Uh, yeah, I can't remember which ones, but I know I have. I think I might own one. Um, like, I need to see a list of all the video nasties. Yeah. Because I, I started to uh, watch some of them, whatever mm-hmm. I can find. Yeah. Oh, well. well, this is going on my IMDb watch list now. <laughs> what was that one called again? Edge of the Axe. Or, or otherwise known as uh, Filo de Hecha. Look at you being all bilingual up in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure Raul is laughing at home and I don't want to put you that one. I know what you can do. Devin, you can have a whole Puppet Master marathon. See... I think I'm going to not drink this weekend. <laughs> so I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I'm going to check in with you around noon on Saturday. Right. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I caved in. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God, I was just lying. <laughs> no, I um, do say I, that. I, 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 maybe I might. I've never seen the Puppet Master movies, at least not all the way through. So maybe. Shit, there's a lot. <laughs> It's like 30 of them. Yeah. Good for Full Moon. You know, I might watch... Um, not Trolls. I don't even know why I said that. Ghoulies. <laughs> I haven't watched mm. those movies in a while. Or the Ghoulies. Trolls movies, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I own Ghoulies 3, but I haven't seen the other three. What? Don't you like Ghoulies 2, or was it Trolls 2 that you like? Critters 2. Oh, Critters 2. <laughs> <laughs> Close oh. enough. Close enough. Ghoulies I mean, 3 is when they go to college? Yeah. <laughs> I remember Sorry. that one. I like that one, the first one. And didn't they just have a recent one? There was I a fourth like was... one that came out like in the late 90s, I think. Okay, maybe that's what it was. No. Oh, there was a documentary that came out like 
maybe four years ago. About ghoulies? Yeah. Oh. I gotta look that up. I am 44% positive. Dang. I never <laughs> heard that one before. Yeah, I gotta look that up. That seems interesting. Well. And speaking of ghoulies, the 90s, sequels, travesties, how about we get into why we are here tonight, and that is our top five 90s horror movies of how did this get made? <laughs> Was there enough inflection there? Like, how did this get made? How <clears throat> the hell did this movie get made? Now, we're doing the 90s. Are you sure, Gray? We're doing the 90s, right? Well, I'm going to let you know right now, my, my <laughs> first one, because I wasn't going to give it up, um, is Never definitely 2000. Started recording in 99, but it's definitely 2000. The rest of them, I will play along with the proper guidelines because I couldn't follow them (laughs) (laughs) pre-show. So round one, uh, we're just going to start off, maybe give us a little summary of a film and then uh, why you question its uh, credibility. Ash. <laughs> Do I ever get a break? Yes, <laughs> when Brandon is here. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fine. Gosh. <laughs> Alrighty, so my f- first pick is 1990s. Ah, 1992's The Stepfather 3, aka Father's Day. Oh, yes. I love this movie. You do? I love the <laughs> fuck out of this movie. <laughs> Why? I'm just kidding. But if no one is sure about it, it's pretty much about the the main, I say main, the serial killer seeking out another all-American family to be part of. And he decides he's going to use plastic surgery so no one can recognize him after he escapes from the mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And in this, um, in this film, Terry O'Quinn does not reprise his role. Sad face. And so <laughs> instead, we get Robert Whiteman. So yeah. So once again, Gene decides to break out of the mental facility that he was held in, and he um, ends up meeting up with a. A plastic surgeon and gets a face change like a whole surgery with no medicine so he's like doing it hardcore and he's just he meets this um, single mother with um, a son who happens to be in a wheelchair and you know yada 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 they end up dating for like a day and fall in love and get married and the son has his suspicions and this child is more tech savvy, so he's all about his computer. And he's like, "Yo, my computer can do everything. Like, I can look up whatever." And I do not like this guy. <laughs> so, yeah, it pretty much just follows like the plots from like one and two, and this. I mean, it has its moments. 
And I believe this one was released through HBO. So, um, I I have my issues with it. I I don't know if I like the guy that played the bad guy in this film. I don't know if I was feeling him. Well, I mean, I don't... It's hard for him to replace Terry O'Quinn. Oh, yeah. He had two uh, movies built up, like, I don't think, I, you know, who knows why this movie was made. Right. I mean, maybe that's uh, why Devin they went with the whole... Because yeah. it was awesome. That's why. <laughs> and it was long. I remember it... that shit. Mm. It took forever to rewind the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss those days. He wasn't as good as Terry Quinn, but I thought he was... Yeah, I mean, he sucked compared to him, but, you know, whatever. I mean, he has his moments, but it was just like, like in the film, the, um, I forget the son's name. What was the son's name? Mickey, I think. Was it Mickey? Oh, Andy. Andy. Okay, the other kid was Mickey. Yeah. Yeah, the mom's name is Christine, her son, the son's name is Andy. And Andy was like, I don't like him, he's a dweeb. I was like, you're right, he is a dweeb. Like, there's something off about this guy, like, I don't... That's just, like, what I got from his character, like, the actor. I'm like, he's really just, I'm just not feeling it. And I think one of the reasons why I'm having issues with this film is just, like, the women in this film. I'm like, are y'all that dumb? Like, they just, they're just ready to give up everything for this guy. And it's just, I don't know, I just, I mean, it's interesting, too, because he, he certainly preyed on women who, quote-unquote, needed a man. Yeah. Like they were both single mothers, and they had children who needed some extra attention. So he went after that. Right. Did you like the other Stepfather movies, the first two? I did. Okay. I really like number two. Yeah. Uh, a younger Carolyn Williams is in that. And uh, the other lady with the pretty eyes. Meg Foster? Yep, yep. Well, none of them held a candle to Nurse Terry in part three. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I like part two more because that's around the time where I'm in real time learning what a stepfather is. Not that I had one, but like other people's step-parents. And I was like, yeah, those guys are assholes. And it's like... Wow, these guys could be serial killers. <laughs> so it's like yeah. a heightened experience watching it. Yeah, I mean, I mean... yeah, ahead, it's sorry. interesting with all three films. Like the first one is more of a psychological thriller, and the second one is a, a slasher film. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. the third one is a very cheesy, trashy slasher film. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. And you think after the like this one like. The mental facility will have a better security. Like, this dude keeps breaking out. <laughs> Y'all not doing something right, but. Are you uh, questioning America's healthcare system, Ash? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get to that. <laughs> well, yeah, that... <laughs> it's better than Stepfather Remake. Yeah, because it did have Amber Heard in it. Uh, I didn't watch that. Don't. It's. Don't. Don't. 
I actually own that one, and it's just... We all make mistakes. <laughs> I still love you, Pim Bagley, but... Uh. Yeah, like, now that I think about it, it's weird that I've never even come across that streaming. Like, I don't remember why I didn't go see it, but, mm-hmm. like, it's just never been a thing. I was like, oh, it's on Netflix, let me watch it. It's always on Lifetime, I know that. I think Pim Bagley does well on Lifetime. It's <laughs> <laughs> grim in the audience. <laughs> I think he does better on Netflix. <laughs> All right, so Devin. Yeah. What is your first choice? Oh, man. The 90s were filled with so many gems. It's It was hard for me to find movies. Um, but the first one I'm going to start out with is Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. I knew Which, it. I knew it. <laughs> I, I just, it, I knew it was going to be in your list. <laughs> this film came out in 1990. So, okay. Uh-oh. You already know the premise of the story. A bunch of girls are wearing negligee while they're having a summer party, and some guy breaks in and kills them all. Great. This movie. Oh, is... Wait a minute. What? Wait, you say Silent Night, Daily Night, or Summer Party? Wait a minute, what did I say? You said Silent Night. I, I did? Could've, I could have sworn yeah. you said Silent Yeah. Okay, because yeah. they're both on my list. Okay, so I was reading one and looking at the other. Okay, so <laughs> okay. I'll start with Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. My bad. This movie sucks, <laughs> which, y'all. <laughs> which is technically an 80s movie. Yeah, it came out in 89. Oh, wait. Well, then I'm glad. I'm glad. Because now my movie is fine. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, you know, this is going to be my one camera, because I think it was made in 89, but came out in 90, or something to that effect. It was right on the border. So, the killer from part two, Ricky, you know, the garbage day guy, mm-hmm. he's been comatose all these years, and he has some weird contraption that, that covers his exposed brain, and it's suspended in, it's like, liquid, right? He has a telekinetic... <laughs> <laughs> connection with a blind girl. I'm not making any of this shit up, but he has a telekinetic connection with this blind girl who is kind of an asshole, to be fair. And of course, on Mother's Day, he wakes up and she's released from some facility. He goes and kills her grandmother and she goes to her grandmother's house with her brother and her brother's girlfriend and Ricky's there to take them all out. It, the movie doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense at all. But it's a Christmas tradition. It's slow. It's dull. It's illogical. There are no real scares. There's no suspense in this film. I don't know how it got made. And I don't know the, why it's even connected to the first two films. Like why they held this character, Ricky, over for this film. Because it's played, this, he's now played by Bill Mosley. Right, and going from Eric Freeman to Bill yeah. Mosley is not nothing wrong with Bill Mosley. That I'm just saying, it's not like an easy transition on the eyes. Is that too hard? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's and you wonder why the next two sequels completely abandon any connection with the first two films. And they are essentially standalone films because this movie proved that you can only squeeze so much story out of the first, out of the original two films. 
Rightfully so. Which yeah. I've still never seen part four. I've seen it. I couldn't tell you a thing that happens in it. I do remember it's a much more polished film. It looks like they had a little bit of a budget and some actors who've had some, you know, experience before the film. But you were telling me like it wasn't billed as Silent Night Deadly Night Four, right? Like it had a different title. Yeah, it was called Silent Night Silent Night Deadly Night Four: The Initiation. And I, I, yeah, I, the only connection it has to the original films that takes place around Christmas, but there's no connecting narrative or theme outside of that. And is the next one a toy maker or something? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mickey Rourke. Oh, I said Rourke. Oops. Who had issues with the first film. How ironic. He was protesting the first film. See, that one I've seen. I don't know what happened in real life as to why I didn't see part four. I, I haven't seen part four either, so. Yeah, oh. they're not as, I mean, I guess none of the, none, no film in this series is as accessible and easy to find as some of its peers. Like, they're not constantly streaming on any of the apps. They don't just come on HBO during the holidays. Well, actually, I think all of them are on Tubi, except for the first one. Oh. Yeah, hmm. I know the toy makers on there for sure. The fourth one's not, the third one is, and the second one. Well, let me make sure I download Tubi. <laughs> uh, Tubi comes through in the clutch, especially when I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to watch. And like Tubi's like, oh shit, this is on here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got you, friend. Right. It's like, I can turn on TV with no agenda, and there is something that I didn't know I want to watch on there. I have to download it. Um, Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. Great. My selection, or my first selection, is a bit of a train wreck, if you will. Um, It was coming in hot. There were a lot of expectations that I don't think anyone met, like, like from the studio to the audience. Talking none other than the 2000 gym. That's right, I said 2000 a month by year. <laughs> uh, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Ugh. Oh, I started to add this, too. I started to add this. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, the Blair Witch was the best social media marketing of 1998 in the world before we even knew what social media really was in which a filmmaker plays a prank on the world makes up a lore that takes place in somewhere in maryland i don't even know if it's a real town now that i think about it no it is it is a real town it's like Burkitt. shit i should have wrote this down anyway it's not the point uh, at the end of the film, you find out pretty much that the Blair Witch <laughs> is fictitious. It's just uh, the first Handycam or fake documentary since Cannibal Holocaust? Or did Paranormal Activity come out? I don't think Paranormal Activity oh. had been no, out there. Paranormal no. Activity came out like in the 2000s. Well, yeah, I mean, this one technically did too. But don't judge me. <laughs> anyway, <Too> so... <laughs> Uh, this one takes off with an actual script 
where it's not just filmmakers playing a prank on you. They try to take the story somewhere with the Book of Shadows, which is never fucking in the movie. I don't know who attacked that little piece on. You could have just called it Blair Witch 2, what we're going to do. Like, it would have made just as much sense as the Book of Shadows. Um, the thing I did kind of like is where they started off with taking the same trope of the actors' names are real. Are their real names? Just like in the first movie. They have fake last names. That's the only thing about this movie I like. People are caught in between reality and video. And I believe what the director was going for is you're supposed to believe what you see on the video and not what you see the actors do is the reality. I could be wrong. And then there was that whole, like, they tried to play up social media again. And if you bought the movie, you could see the hidden clues. Like, they did a lot of digital effects. So, like, I remember in the beginning, the tombstone, the words change in the scene. And when you go to the when they go to the general store or whatever, the garden tools were all bloody. I'm sure there's tons more things. I did not rewatch this movie to talk about it. <laughs> but I remember that was supposed to like it was supposed to unlock something. <laughs> like you figure out what the hidden message is <laughs> and you get to know something special or probably told you to buy something or you probably went to some dumb website that's not there anymore. But they really spent a lot of time building up all this shit that didn't make sense. Like, why would anyone go to the movie looking for hidden clues within it? And at the time, who all owned a DVD player to even be like, oh, I'm going to pause it and run it backwards for like 30 seconds in super slow-mo. I do remember that you could do that forward on a VCR, though. Came in handy when you're 12. Anyway... (laughs) Oh, really? I don't know why this was made. I'm sure there had to have been plenty of fights on set as to why there may have been a script that was sound. And then maybe they changed directors. I forget the history of this movie. Or maybe they, the studio was like, hey, it would be cool if we do this. Like, But I think yeah. it would have been fine. Like, at some point, they murder all the campers that they run into. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, why did, why did that even have to happen? Like, this is just five people that got together, and then all of a sudden, they're like a satanic cult, like sacrificing people. Mm-hmm. It was just a hot fucking mess. And then they try to make it seem like, I don't know his name in the movie, but he's the asshole in Hitch. Um, yeah, Jeffrey um, Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah, Jeffrey Donovan. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you could pull that out of security for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I don't. I saw where they try to pin it on him, and like he's in the mental hospital, like he's the villain. But if you look at the movie, like he's never really the bad guy. They're all just like interpreting what they want to interpretate and. It's their own unraveling. I don't know. I mean, I can watch this movie again and not get that time back in my life, but I prefer not to. How dare you, Grace? (laughs) (laughs) I fall into the camp of people who I love this movie. Do you? I actually like Please, please elaborate. Yeah. Okay. So, oh gosh. Okay. I always looked at this film as 
more is a psychological horror film. And so all the things that say all the things that didn't make sense, but a lot of the weird confusion that came with the sort of reveal at the end was showing that the witch had messed with these people's minds and their their space their time space and time. Mm-hmm. That's what I always interpret. So I, it it played as more of a like a experiment, not experimental, but more of a psychological film, I think, than the first. The first never scared me, so that's why I, I defer to this one because I find the mental aspect of it more disturbing. Um, and to answer your question before, there were a lot of lot of studio interference with this film. Like they they shot it, they made it. The studio wasn't satisfied with the final cut, so they went and re-edited the film without the director's knowledge and made it more bloody and more violent. And so he actually disowns that cut of the film. Oh. Yeah. But the director, Joe, I think his name is Joe Berlinger, he's noted for making documentary films. Mm-hmm. And I could see maybe in the beginning of when Blair Witch 2 was pitched, maybe they thought this was going to be another found footage film. So, hey, let's get a director who's familiar with this type of storytelling to do the movie. And then it wound up becoming a scripted film and, you know, a completely different narrative. So maybe he was just the wrong director, but I thought he did a fine job, but the studio didn't think he did a fine job. And they kind of fucked the movie up in the long run. I think this film would have been just fine if it was just a psychological unraveling. And that's what I interpret it was. For the most part, I think that, yeah, I mean, it, it could be like I. For me, it was just a very confusing experience. There's a lot of things going on in this movie, not in a straight path, and maybe mm-hmm. that's supposed to be the yeah the viewer's experience. But then that's what definitely didn't work for me. Did you like Blair Witch Three <laughs> better than this one? Uh, it came it, out like. The remake? Yeah, it was supposed to be. It was originally called The Woods, but it's just Blair Witch Three. And uh, that's like when he's like looking for his sister, right? Right from the first one. Yeah, I never, I never watched. Yeah, it it was okay. It wasn't. I didn't hate it. Yeah, it was just like the first one, just with new people. Yeah, there was a black guy in there. Yeah, yeah. first one to die. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I've watched this the Book of Shadows once mm-hmm. and never watched it again. <laughs> but I it was like on sci-fi during like the 31 days of Halloween. I was like, ooh. And I just I, I turned it off. Not into it. No. I think if you guys were to watch it like the R-rated version or uncut version, give it one more shot, I think you might like it. All right, Devin. Gosh. I mean, I've never steered you wrong in the past. <laughs> Yet. I mean, I don't know. You 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 have a better chance of me watching the Uh-oh. the later two thousand version than Book of Shadows again. Or you know what? I'm gonna look on the internet to see if a fan has re-edited the movie to take out the nonsense. Have well, you guys ever seen like the version of uh, Pulp Fiction that's resequenced to try and show you how the film may have gone originally? Mm-mm. No, it's out there. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if I want to see that. 
Round four. Ash, what's on deck? All right, I'm, I know I'm going to get a bunch of crap for this one. But I, I doubt it. <laughs> but, but I will have to go with 91's Child's Play 3. Oh, why would you get shit for that? I don't know, because... <laughs> I figure one of you guys, one of you guys are going to put that on your list. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I hope I hope that everyone knows the the plot for this one. But if not, then um, it's been a couple years since um, the last uh, Child's Play film, and now you see a teenage um, Andy. He is he's been a bad boy and has been sent to military school. Got himself and, a black friend. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the the doll factory decided they're going to start. Um, then they said they're going to start remaking the same line line of toys, and Chucky decided he's going to find himself his way to Andy. And pretty much when he gets there, a, what's the little kid's name? Gosh, I forgot. His name. The little kid, Tyler. 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 Tyler's <laughs> like, ooh, a Chucky doll. Blah 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 blah. Like you're going to be my best friend. So Chucky decides to take uh, Tyler under his wings and. All hell pretty much breaks loose. Um, <laughs> the Tyler character is annoying. <laughs> really? He's so cute. He is cute, but he was just... I don't know. No, if he was cuter, he would have had another acting role. Ooh. That is so rude. Great. <laughs> Clearly, you did not see him on the episode of Saved by the Bell where Screech adopted him as his little brother. I meant and coming back into the franchise. Oh, shit, I remember that episode. I actually do remember that episode. Uh Uh-huh. But you could tell, I mean, um, you could tell that Mancini wasn't filming this film. And he openly will admit that he was not filming this film. And he found some characters. Yeah, and he found some of the characters annoying because I think he actually said the actor that plays Tyler he wasn't he didn't like his character I think he said that in an interview but I mean it's just you can tell in the film that it's obvious that he was just like you know what I'm out of ideas just let's just put this in there well I think part of it could be and I'm just speculating Uh, Devin probably knows the answer but he was forced to age up Andy but then for a large part of the film Chucky is with a boy Andy's age. Right. So it's like, other Andy could have just gone to military camp or whatever it's called. And maybe not become the PTSD character he is now. And also, I think the biggest thing is part three came out like nine months after part two. Part two came out November of 90 and this was August of 91. So Don Mancini had to have been writing these films back to back, and that's in part two came out two years after this one. Like that, <laughs> I have this weird thing. I actually remember when all these movies came out. I see. I don't. Like, I don't like in real time. I I remember reading. Oh, it's coming out next Friday. Like, I don't know. I don't know who our Secretary of Treasury is, but I know when Child's Play. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? I go. I'm going on the side 
ramble for here a second here. But like with our big horror movie villains from like from the eighties, you guys notice this trend, like people of color never showed up until the third film in the series. What? Wait, so child's up. play, nobody of color showed up until part three. Nightmare on Street, nobody of color showed up until part three. Okay, Halloween does count, so my of color was in part two. What's the other one? Friday the 13th, same thing as part three. I gotta look up Sleepaway Camp too. <laughs> Sleepaway, yeah, Sleepaway Camp too. They, well, they had them in part two. They had a couple of people okay. that were in part two. But that was what? the late 80s. Like, part yeah. two was shot back to back in 88 or 87. Yeah, and they could have actually probably switched either one of them out for the other. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not realize that. And that is a weird thing because, like, you wait that long and they still die first. <laughs> Except for Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Or they're the villains, or they're the people who are vulgar, but whatever. We should have a whole episode about that. My mind is blown. <laughs> That's but Nightmare on Elm Street, at least, wait, wait, no, that was, never mind, I got, no, I got the sequel mix up, never mind. Because <laughs> I was about to say, wait a minute, she did survive, but that was part four. five. Five, okay. Yvonne? Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, Child's <laughs> Play 3 is on my, my list. Wasn't feeling it. I feel like they... They could have dropped it and just kept one and two and then move on to Bride of Chucky or um... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely fell victim of you took out a fan favorite in Andy mm-hmm. and then you took out a brand new fan favorite. You know, I would say fan favorite. Kyle. Yeah. There may now that I know that it was a year apart, there may not have been enough time for people to love Kyle as much as people love Kyle today. But I'm sure the people that followed along and went to go see it again were like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> and because at the time, Kyle was like most known for 90210. But I think now she's more so known for Child's Play, which is weird. Is, did she return to the other Nano Two One Zero? The one that came out last year, yeah, yeah, without Dylan. Yeah, she was. Um, you know, in that version of Nano Two One Zero, everyone played themselves. So, but oh, her version, yeah, but her version of um, of who she was, she was like a like an exec at Fox. She was a lesbian. None of that is true, but that's how she was in the series. Oh, yeah. She had an affair with Andrea. Or the, I'm sorry, um, Gabrielle Cartier. Gabrielle Reese. Oh, why did I think her last name was Reese? Did she get married? <laughs> no. Who's Gabrielle I mean, she's Reese? married. I don't know. <laughs> Is that a sports person? I don't know. Sounds like someone's a sports person. Sounds like a fictitious name when I just had the first name right. <laughs> I believe oh, it's she was the volleyball like, player. Gabby and what? Reese, she was always on MTV. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Devin was next. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. 
Well, surprise, surprise, my next movie is... Wait, what did I do last time? Silent Night, Daily Night? So now yes. I'm going to do Summer Party Massacre 3. And that was on my list, too. <laughs> it was? Yes. Damn it. Well, we'll go together. We go together. It's like... <laughs> so, this you film... Like, some grease? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, this is where a bunch of negligee-wearing women are having a summer party, and some dude comes in to kill them. Of course, they're all supposed to be high schoolers, but they're all pushing 30. This is probably the worst in the entire series, and it's not like the first series, it's not the whole series I get claimed to begin with, but the third one is probably the worst, because they made the, kid, the women so incredibly inept, <laughs> and so, uh, like, none of them had their own agency. It was weird. There's a scene where the killer, they're all in the house, and the killer is attacking one of the women in the living room, right? He's And it's mm-hmm. implied that he's about to sexually assault her. Oh, I was going to bring this one up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the other women, there's like, what, four or five other women in the house, and they're all just staring at, at him. They're, like, five feet away from him. And he's, he's attacking this woman, and they're all like, no, stop that. Get off of her. Well, they could easily have overtaken him. Plus, his vision is compromised in this scene. So it just... I feel bad for women that this movie exists. I'm really, really sorry. Um, uh, and you can't forget what's uh, Maria Ford, is in it? Yeah. Yep. Who's she? Yeah. Um, She's the one that played Maria. That <laughs> that hair. She was like cousin Ed's little sister. Oh, she was with the long red hair. No, yeah. she was. Oh no. No, she had dark hair. She was the she was the victim. She was like, just take me. Is she the one that he was like sexually assaulting yes. while they're all looking at? Oh, that's her. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that this movie is just uh, the main character's boyfriend or whatever is like forty years old. Like he, like. Uh, and also, I didn't get the killer's motivation. First off, I wasn't shocked that he was the killer because it was sort of built up as a whodunit. But whatever his motivation was, it wasn't very clear. And what, and if there was actually, if it was revealed what the motivation was, it was like when the credits were, when any credits rolled. There was, they did reveal it. What was it? Okay, so I, I who, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. So. Spoiler alert. His, time. <laughs> his uncle committed suicide. His uncle was the police officer. Okay. The <laughs> uncle sexually assaulted him when he was younger. Angry gay. Okay. So that 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 was his motivation. That's what drove him crazy and to go and do all these killings. Wow. Yeah. So that makes absolutely no sense. Like I believe you. <laughs> what I'm saying is that plot makes no sense. <laughs> And it falls into that trap of a guy who's had some type of sexual experience with another guy. He thinks he's gay. Now he's angry. He's going around killing people. That's very indicative of the time when this movie came out. Okay. Well, this movie sucks, y'all. And there's no connection to the first films. At least one and two are, you know, the killer is supposed to be the same in the first two. This one is just some random, it's like a weird reboot. And, like, some of the characters, like, the creepy neighbor guy and then the guy on the beach that was staring at them. Right. 
Yes, with the like three earrings in his ear. Yeah. He's wearing all black in the dead of summer on the beach. Yeah. And he's he had an accent, which meant he was weird. Which meant I'm sorry, which meant he was foreign. <laughs> which meant he was weird in this world of the movie. Oh gosh, I think they tried to make a grounded version of the first one. I think that's where they were going for, but the lack of budget and the and the surplus of cocaine on set gave us the resulting movie Hell. that we have. So, <laughs> it's just y'all can't so... y'all can't tell me there was no cocaine on the set of that movie. It had to be, and this movie is just so horrible. And it's like, here's the thing that's it's kind of pisses me off about these kind of films. Us girls mm-hmm. don't act that way. During slumber parties, we don't happen. We don't happily and freely take off our bras and show off our tatas like that. We don't do that. I call no. bullshit on that ass. We, we <laughs> wouldn't make three movies not telling us the truth about that. <laughs> Hollywood would not lie. Right ass. <laughs> like, oh, I want to strip tease. Oh, oh, I'm gonna flash my tits at. No, we don't do that. We might mm-hmm. grind on me. each. We might grind on each other, but we don't take off our bras like. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you tell me, Lisa Turtle, Kelly Kapowski, and Jesse Spano never did this. No. God damn it! I thought I was always Man. missing out. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is trash. It is. Uh, I don't know how we got funded. There was maybe what like a two or three year difference between the second one and the third one, and I don't think anyone was really clamoring for a third one. So I don't know how this movie got made. It's I mean, awful on every level. And we do have the token black guy. Yeah, yeah, we do a series first. <laughs> one of the, one of the guys is black. We're one. Of, yeah, this movie's awful. I'm gonna watch it this weekend probably, but it's awful. Probably yeah, my eighties. In 90s theme night. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. Oh, yeah, because you both comboed up. So, my next film. <laughs> my, it stars a young Holly Marine Combs. <gasps> I know what and, this is. Well, that's why when we, before we started and you started giggling, I was like, this feeds right into Dr. Giggles from 1992, where a (laughs) doctor who escapes his mental facility goes back to his town of Moore High, which at the time I thought it was a funny, you know, Potter (laughs) play on words. But then I realized it was like in the asylum where he escapes after he murders the first patient. And he like... I remember him doing something and having to swipe out. And I was like, there's no alarm? And this is me as a teenager. I was like, everyone knows someone's been murdered at this point, and there's not a single alarm going off. And this guy goes back to his town. Larry Drake plays Dr. Giggles. And he ensues on opening up his old practice that was hidden behind a wall in another house, which was fucking weird, too. Uh... (laughs) And then he becomes obsessed with Holly Marie Combs, who's given this heart condition, which I don't understand what it has to do with any fucking thing in the movie. Like, it's like it opens with her getting this thing and she's supposed to wear it and she's not wearing it. it tells her don't drink. She's drinking. And um, 
Oh, Dougie Doug's in here. He's one. Of, he, I think he's the first person to die. Mm. Oh yeah, him and his girlfriend. The most right. annoying black woman in ninety <laughs> cinema for for eight minutes of screen time. Okay, I gotta look her up. I do remember hating that girl. I don't know if she ever went on to do anything else, but I assume not because I don't recall seeing her anything. But this movie just made no sense to me. It's like you have this guy routinely murdering people and nobody from this facility put out an APB. No one comes looking for him. The cops don't like come from wherever he was to track him down. You know, like a Dr. Loomis. Like no one is looking for an escaped mental patient. Uh, you know, so the townspeople put it together, figure it out, and other white people die after the black people die. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember as a kid, I forget which one, Dougie Doug or his girlfriend. Like he basically kills them using Ecto Cooler as the device. So I was like tri- tripped out over my fruit punches or high seas <laughs> for like the for that summer or whatever when it came out. Or whenever I saw it. I probably did not see this in real time. <laughs> I remember really liking Dr. Giggles. Did you see The Dentist? No, but our Icelandic friend was asking me about that the other day. Oh, he's mm. The Dentist. Isn't there like That's two like an of 80s those? movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The biggest thing about Dr. Giggles, I remember, was um, Mark from Roseanne was in it. Glenn yes, Glenn. he played Holly's yeah. Um, boyfriend. Yeah, poor guy. But um, <laughs> I mean, poor guy in real life. Why? <laughs> Who is I didn't mean to say he was poor guy for being out with Holly. I meant like his drug problem. That's what I meant. <laughs> so right. um, yeah, I like this movie. Was it not good? <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> great. I haven't seen this since it came out. Uh, fun fact, though, I remember. Not remember. I saw it on one of the DVD things before. Um, Jennifer Aniston also auditioned for the role of Jennifer. What? And it's like, I don't know what that would have done for her friend's career. The same thing Leprechaun did. She went fine. (laughs) Leprechaun helped. That put her on my radar, which got her a job. A nose job. (laughs) (laughs) You must my first... I know I'm going off side right here, but you know it's my first introduction to Jennifer Aniston. Well, one of my first. She was in the Ferris Bueller TV series. Yes, she was. And she played his sister. In the movie, his sister was played by Jennifer Grey. So when Friends started, Jennifer Grey actually played one of Jennifer Aniston's best friends on the show. So they both played the same character on a different story. Okay, that's all I got. Jennifer Grey also got a nose job. Several, (laughs) yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I've watched Dr. Giggles for the first time a couple months ago. I Mm -hmm. did finish it, but I did like what I started. (laughs) 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 All right, Ash, that gets us down to our third round. Okay, well, there was a little talk about this one already, I think, before we start recording, but 1999's Candyman 3, Day of the Dead. Oh, oh you, you sly fox. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you put this on there. I mean, where do I begin? <laughs> this movie is just trash. Pure trash. Pure disgusting trash. I'm surprised they got Tony Todd to return to play Candyman this movie. I mean, I I mean, like we all agree it's racist, it's sexist, it's <laughs> all of the above is just I don't know. I have down in my notes that this was just a film to just to show off Donna's um, physique. There you go. Yeah. Donna Derrico. I forgot. Her, I can't Derrico. pronounce her last name. Derrico. Derrico. Thank you. <laughs> but. Yeah, she was in her underwear a whole lot in this movie for like no reason whatsoever. And that white tank top, too. Yeah. And I'm I'm not saying that as a gay man. I'm just saying that like that that's that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Give her a pair of jeans or something. Yeah, I agree. And it may have just been something in her contract. Like she like put that in there. Yeah, because she was in Baywatch at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like trying to sell sex. Because I agree, it was excessive as a straight man. <laughs> I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but it was like, okay, so what's the story here? The acting was horrible. The The whole story just did not make any sense. And the movie doesn't really deal with Day of the Dead. Like, yeah, I think it's probably... Name to exploit it. Yeah, I think they just... There was only, like, what, maybe, like, five minutes of anything related to Day of the Dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over- but overall, this movie was just really bad. It's CGI heavy, too. Or whatever we had CGI at this time, yeah. And I really couldn't figure out why we are still at this point, because that was late 90s as well. Still using the black friend to be like, oh, are, are you okay? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Are you okay? Like, I'm glad the, you brought that up. Girl. The racial problematicness, okay? yeah. The racial problematicness with this entire series is really highlighted in this particular interest entry. Yes. And I assume that contributes as to why we're going to go ahead and ignore the two sequels and start Candyman anew. Mm-hmm. Or course correction. Let's not say anew. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Like Daniel ha- Robitaille. <laughs> and you have, like, the police officer who's, like, racist and, like, in love with the main girl and just racist for no reason. Just... <sighs> and yeah. he kept he kept saying a certain racial slur. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Please kill him off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a film that did not have to be as bad as it was, but um, I don't know. At least we got three Candymans out of it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find a silver lining here. Right. But it was bad enough yeah. when we haven't had a, a sequel for over 20 years, or almost 20 years now. But how do we get from Caprini Greens is in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Um, then to we moved LA. to New Orleans, New Orleans and, and then, then LA. 
I don't understand why he gets to travel. So I do remember me thinking at the time, and I don't know how accurate this is because I don't know when this film initially went into production, but I do remember me thinking that they were trying to take part of the Latin explosion that was going on at the time. And this is when like Jennifer Lopez and Ricky Martin and several other um, Latin pop artists were becoming more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, I, I always wonder, even back then, I'm wondering if they were taking a part of that explosion. And maybe that's why they set in East L.A. and, a, you know, a big number of the cast were Latinx actors. But who knows? Who knows? I, I, I could see that if, like, like if Rod wasn't a Hispanic person that they brought in. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Because <laughs> it's like his last horror role was '84, and then we bring him into '99, and it's like that's not. And he he didn't really play a Hispanic person. Nancy's not dating, or Tina's not dating a Hispanic man. She's just dating a white high schooler. Well, I'm going to chalk that up to more problem with Hollywood because in 84, he was known as Nick Corey. And then by the time Candyman 3 came along, he started using his natural name, which is Ju Garcia. You know, I've never known his real name. I wouldn't yeah. even... I get a strong... I, I haven't read any interviews, so I get the strong sense that his agents told him to be... You could pass as Italian or be racially ambiguous, but you're not Hispanic. You're not Latino at all. Early in this career. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, that was all the time when I go back. What was it? The mom from Terminator is the Hispanic woman in Aliens? In aliens, yeah. Oh, it's like, that blew my mind. And it's... <laughs> it, I didn't even catch it myself. Like, it takes Twitter to point it out to me. Uh, they didn't want us to know at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. It's like, was it really that hard to underpay a minority of actual ethnicity? Oh, mm. a female underpaid. That minority. means they would have to actually go out and look for the actor. Yeah. So, sorry, Soapbox. I'll get off that. <laughs> <laughs> Devin. Yeah. What you got in your number three spot? So, my next... Okay. I'm totally listening to you guys, but I have the TV on in the background, and it's Jerry Springer. (laughs) And the topic is, Mom Stole My Lesbian Lover. Oh. Just, that's playing in the background. Um, (laughs) My number three spot is the very infamous film called Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. (gasps) How could you do this to the franchise? (laughs) (laughs) Call me on 93, and... Oh, gosh, I have to get a synopsis of this movie. (laughs) So Jason is finally gunned down by the the FBI? The CIA? Is it ever made clear? Yeah, it was like SWAT team and all that. Like, it was... It was everybody, wasn't it? Yeah, some government agency finally guns him down because no one's ever shot Jason before. (laughs) Somehow his heart flies out of his body. And then the heart is transported to the the morgue and the mortician, uh, I guess, becomes becomes, um, 
captivated by the beating heart and he eats it and the spirit goes from Jason to the corpse or to the uh, coroner and then you see the spirit go from person to person to person. What that means is Jason Voorhees, as we know it, gets very little screen time in, in the final Friday the 13th movie as was supposed to be. And it also creates this mythology, this backstory that was non-existent for the previous eight films. And this is a movie that shows that, that Jason doesn't really need a, an extravagant story to be entertaining. I, yeah, I, I don't like this movie. I thought this was part five. It was just an extension of part five. Really? How so? Because Jason's not in the movie. It's just something oh. pretending to be Jason. Running around mm-hmm. until you find uh, Voorhees' vagina. Huh. But I interrupted, so go right ahead. Well, no, that was it. I mean, I just, this they added a whole layer of Jason's family to it, which if this wasn't the final Friday, a lot of these things could be over, could be looked past because you see them trying to take the series into a new direction. But again, this was meant to be the final one. So why do all this now? It was just didn't it? make sense to me. Was it like his family, or was it like some like a survivor? It was his family. Okay. It was his family, yeah. And you get used to a certain template for eight films, and then finally for the ninth film, again, the one that's supposed to be the final, mm-hmm. makes all of these changes by taking the action out of the camp or New York to the town of Crystal Lake, uh, into like a restaurant, into a police station. It, the film itself wouldn't be a bad film if it had maybe if it wasn't tied to Friday the Thirteenth. If it was like an alien invasion type film, or you know, if, if the villain was like maybe a weird spirit that transformed from person to person, that'd be fine. But the fact that it's Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine it is a bit um, disappointing. Yeah, you know, what I always yeah, thought it, was it, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. No, go ahead. I was thinking this is like more of the season of the witch of the Friday the 13th franchise. Mm, Yeah. More so than it is an extension of part five. Because it goes into the anthology that no one asked for. And you're trying to sum up a franchise this way. Um, So I totally agree with you on that, Devin. But I don't get where they were going with it. Because they also didn't really explain the whole New York thing. Yeah, like, how'd you get from here to there? Yep. And how much time had passed? And the beginning part is, it's pretty, it's okay. It's entertaining. It's it's like the Friday the 13th where we knew and love, where some girl was going to the cabin, she gets naked, and then Jason pops out. That's fine. And, of course, the, the final two seconds of the film where you see Freddy's glove um, take Jason's mask to hell. But the rest of the film is just, it's just meant, meant. I don't know if I did that sound right, but it's just kind of flat. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. funny part about all this is that, and if you're, there are hardcore fans out there that love this movie. Mm. And if you go along with them and the fact that people uh, wrong Tom Servini in this, this film is what links Jason to Ash. And makes Jason a yes. Jedi. Yes. Because we get the Necronomicon. That I forget. I've heard rumors and stories or DVD footage. Either Tom Savini thought it was being borrowed for XYZ and not to be used as a movie prop. 
or they straight up stole it from him and never paid him for it. Ooh. Something like that. Either way, he got fucked. Mm. And um, that's how Jason's heart ends up in From Dust Till Dawn. Because Tom's like, well, fuck it. I'll, I can do this too. So technically, he hmm. exists in that realm too. That's what, um, what's his name? Something Williams is eating? Or he stabs with a pencil? Oh, oh gosh. Fred Williams. Fred Williams. I gotta watch the movie again. I don't right. know about that. Yeah. I also thought it was yeah. kind of interesting how you never see Jason Goes to Hell streaming anywhere. And the only time I tend to see it like on TV is when um AMC do their uh their Halloween movies, mm-hmm. like the marathon. That's the only time I'll see Jason Goes to Hell on TV. Yeah, it's not great, it, you know. But and also, it, this movie came out in '93, and if I recall, as a young child at the time, you know, when we're coming to like the early '90s, I think horror movies were trying to re, I, trying to figure out what their new identity was, and so they they wanted to get away from like the exploitive, cheesy slasher film of the '80s, and they tried to make things a little bit more grand try to add more three-dimensional characters. And it didn't always work. And I think this is a prime example of that. Mm. You know, I mean... Yeah, it's, especially... It's if its own you were thing. Like, right, I think it was a missed opportunity because even the title character, his real name is John LeMay. I, I don't remember what his movie name is. But, like, if you had been watching Friday the 13th, the series, for, like, two or three years... And then you see him in Friday, Jason Goes to Hell. Like, why would you not right. close that loop? Mm-hmm. That was a like, huge missed opportunity right there. Yeah. It's like, don't confuse people. Just make them the same fucking character. And this is the culminating moment. And you, yeah. And because the biggest complaint about the Friday 13 TV series is it's not connected to the movies. It has nothing to do with the movies. If they would have yeah. made his character... Well, did this character die in the series? But even that still, I, they could, remember. I think he died in the second season, but they could have still, they, they could have worked around that somehow and connected all these if you're going to cast the same actor. And it would have been a fitting full circle moment for both the series and the movie. Yeah, or, yeah, have this fit into him meeting his demise or whatever. Or if Jason gets resurrected, he could have got resurrected. Same difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he would just could come out of any vagina instead of a voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then the scene where the spirit, or the, yeah, I guess Jason's spirit flies into Aaron Gray's um, vagina. Um, she didn't <laughs> She didn't film that, and she wasn't happy that that scene was shot at all. So she, I think she said she slapped one of the producers when she saw that in the final cut. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. That's like that's that's, that's a rape scene essentially, and she didn't agree well, to that. Yeah, I'm just curious because then was there a reshoot? Like I've never watched yeah. on this thing. Yeah, there okay. was a reshoot. So those aren't her legs that you see squirming. This movie is. This is Which my head art. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun to like, not in this case, but like to see how many times like. Where random people played 
a character. Like Tom Sabini has been Jason's hands before, and Deborah Hill played Michael Myers. Um, some woman played Corey Feldman in part five. Part five. Mm-hmm. Like they shot that in either Corey's backyard or the director's backyard. And then they needed extra shots, so they just had that woman dub it in. Um, Or, like, this scene where it's like, hey, your character got raped, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Like, And you don't find out until you see the movie with the rest of the world. Yeah. I can't imagine how fucked up of a feeling that would be. I would... I know it's hard to... Include horror fans when you do test screenings, but I wish they would just have a fan screening so they could just see how close they are to like nailing it. And then if you have to take a couple things out for them, MPAA, then do it. But for the most part, the average fan is not going to come back for a sequel or uh, not even know there is a sequel. I'm sorry, average viewer. But if you make stuff for fans, fans, there's still people that champion this film today. There's someone making their own personal t-shirt, probably doing this pandemic for it. Buttons, pens, vinyl, <laughs> whatever has yeah. it, that's still happening. Uh, versus, you know, how many people saw in 1993 or 94 just on a date night? And that's the only Jason Voorhees they ever saw. So they never fucking returned. Yeah, I, and I think that's true. I mean, definitely, this is a film. I think was try. It was an attempt to sort of distance itself from the trashy horror film slasher films of the '80s and establish itself as something with a little bit more teeth to it, something you can get critical backing behind it. And it just, it just it hit all the wrong buttons for critics and audiences. Well, yeah. not all audiences. You said there's a cult following for this movie. I might have to rewatch it. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely the worst in the series for me, but it's, you know, I'll still watch it every now and again. Yeah. Is is there a a Blu-ray set of all the Friday 13th films? There was, but it's not, it's out of, um, out of print. Okay. Because I know, like, the DVD one, at least the one I have, they stop at Jason Takes Manhattan. Because it's two different production companies. Yeah. New Line Cinema bought the rights in preparation for Jason Goes to Hell. I'm sorry, Freddy versus mm-hmm. Jason. And Jason Goes to Hell was supposed to kick it off. And that's why you see a Kane Hodder as Freddy pulling himself into hell. Mm-hmm. In case you were wondering who that hand was. It was my hand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? After this lawsuit is cleaned up, I'm sure we'll get a Blu-ray box set of all films. And I'm sure there'll be some deal made between Paramount and New Line where the you know, the New Line Jason films can be included in the box set. Well, that would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I own like three different versions of the series and I just need that final version and I'll be all set. Yeah, I think I would be happy with the... I have it on DVD, the original box set, plus the two additional films. But I have never purchased the Blu-ray because I've worn them all together in one set. Yeah, I know Best Buy has a uh, Blu-ray box set of the first eight films, or box set, but um, 
collection of all eight films together. And it's a, it's a good um, restoration. It's just, you know, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to, like, run out and buy it right now if you have the DVDs. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'm chasing, and I hate to put other people into this, but I'll fucking say it. Arrow released the Scarlet Box, which is the first three Hellraiser films. Also, the only three Hellraiser mm-hmm. movies I watch as a box set. Mm-hmm. It was wildly popular, and I don't know where my money was at the time, but I couldn't afford it then. <laughs> and it sold out, and it's rare as fuck, and you can only find it for like 250 to $200. Woo-hoo-hoo. Damn. <laughs> and it's only the first three. They didn't include part four either? Correct. Damn. That's messed up. But if there are any listeners out there that own it and want to sell it, I am willing to pay upwards $100. So that's just out there. Y'all hear that? Someone materialize this <laughs> for me. New, not used. <laughs> All right, refresh my memory because it's been a while since I had a Hellraiser marathon. Which one is it where they go to, to space and then the club? Like, there was the one that was like. Is part three. Oh, it's part... Right. And this face is part four. Okay, cool. Okay. That's the one Devin once included in the box set. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a, it's not a great film, but it's it's certainly a lot better than I think some of its reputation would lead you to believe. Uh, I did not. That one's Bloodline, right? Right. I didn't mind it. Like, I didn't. I didn't watch that one and think, I'll never watch this franchise again. Right. I remember the guy with the bald head. I was like, he's not really a good actor. Uh, (laughs) But I don't even (laughs) remember his character's name. But I remember thinking that. Other than that, Cinnabites were great. Like That was the twisty-facey ones. I forgot what Mm -hmm. he did to push them together, but yeah. And then the girl with the open head, mm. or like exposed head, or something like that. Or is that part three? Plus, you had um, Kim Myers from Nightmare on Street Part Two. Oh, <laughs> you don't remember Meryl Streep in the movie? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she looks like. <laughs> now I have to yeah. watch it again. Yeah. She's a female lead. I think I might have to have a marathon. We should have a marathon of all of the Hellraiser films, including those like really shitty, like made because the Dimension Pictures has to keep the rights. Like those last two films. What's the last no. one? Was this last one Judgment Day or? Yes. Okay. Which got pretty good reviews, actually. I saw, what were the two that were released in the same year? Like, it was, like, Dead Again or Dead something? Like, Deader and... Yeah, Deader. Um, and then the one that has looks like, like a leprechaun cover. Hell World, I think that's part eight. Okay. And, and that's that was the one like, where there's a video game. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I officially started. Starring, like, oh, it's fucking sweet. We get two movies. It was like, nope. <laughs> Starring a young Henry Cavill. Why did I almost oh, say shit. 
almost said Jensen. Wait, ooh, I forgot his name. I Jensen Ackles. That I'll have to watch this movie again. <laughs> Henry Cavill is... I remember Lance Hingris, Hendrickson of Pumpkinhead, yeah. in case you guys didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch these movies again. I don't want to watch that one again, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll have to... I own the first two. I have to, like, rewatch them on my own, apparently. Lance is in Hellworld. That's the one. Okay. And so that's the one with Henry Cavill, too. Okay. Gotcha. Well, before we get too derailed, I'm going to get back to my next film because it's boring and it won't lead to any fun discussion as we just <laughs> had. Uh, large in part because I fucking couldn't stand this movie and I was very pissed that Robert England did me wrong. Uh oh. I'm talking about 1995's The Mangler. I <laughs> is that hands clapping? I started to this on my list too. Oh. Um, I rented this film. I know that, and I put it in. Robert England's character owns a laundry machine factory, whatever folding place, and like his daughter or niece cuts her hand. The machine gets a taste for blood. And from then on out, like, Robert England is kind of helping the machine try to kill people. But I don't even know that to be 100% true because I stopped 30 seconds after she cut her hand. I am not even kidding me, too. Oh. We had the same experience <laughs> with this movie, Greg. I, I, I shit you not. Like, this movie's bad. What's yes. it called? It's a mangler? Yes. I never had, heard of this. And they had a nerve to have a sequel? Uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, who? who? And unfortunately, this was directed by Toby Hopper. No, Hooper. oh gosh. Why am I not um, surprised by that, though? Let me look this up. Oh, no, there's a third movie, too. Oh, shit. Shut up. They were filling themselves. Okay. Oh, it's on Voodoo. They tried it. That's all I can say is they tried it. So, yeah. Oof. So that was my number three pick. If there's a someone out there that loves this film, please uh, let us know because um, I, I just I I definitely remember this was just a no go for me. That's oh. a no for me, dog. Yeah, it's based off of a Sh- Stephen King story. Yeah. Yeah. And. I'm going to go next only because I think my film and Grace film will sum up why the 90s have this reputation for producing bad horror films. Um, my movie is The Wishmaster. <laughs> oh, I put that on my list. <laughs> Which I believe is, I think that's also produced by Wes Craven as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And I remember renting this back on pay-per-view where it was like, I don't know, 20 bucks to rent a movie or something on pay-per-view. And I remember having my little my little cheese pizza. I had my pop ready. Like, I was in it, right? And I'm watching this movie as a, I don't know, 15-year-old, whenever this movie came out. And I'm thinking, this shit is dumb. I don't even, it, I don't know. It's about some woman who unleashes a genie, an evil genie. Like, that's all I got for you. I've only seen this movie one time. How this movie spawned several sequels is beyond me. Um... 
I'll be honest with you. I what there was a movie with the little girl. I mean, she's not a little girl anymore. But I went through. Um, we covered this sh- on the show too. Uh, I watched the first three films recently, like within the last year, mm-hmm. because of uh, boredom, and I was just like, <laughs> "Let me see if I can make it through this again." <laughs> And I was like, nope, it still doesn't... Like, I would never even want to see this remade. (laughs) It's just not one of those things. Joey King was the girl. She's in a film... Let me Google this, because I'm just going to ramble. Ooh, Joey King from, like, Slenderman and... um... Something Wish, or Night Something. Oh, Death Wish. No, Wish maybe? Wish Upon. Wish Upon, yeah. Yeah, so I was... Googling Wish Upon for the show and Wishmaster came up. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I watched those three. That's how that happened. How do you I have every <laughs> Wish Upon wasn't that good either. <laughs> Did you? So, okay, when you watched the first three Wishmasters, did you, at least, especially when they got into the sequels, did you get a sense of why these films were popular enough to be sequelized, or could you see some like entertainment value in it, or or no? No, there there is none because there's <laughs> there is nothing like basically she gets tricked into using the gin, but then right you know she uses two wishes and then of course she outsmarts him. For the third wish. And then, like, that's how the other sequels go, too. So, if anything, if I was the Jin, I would mm. stop trying to come out. I would just stay my ass inside. <laughs> oh, man. So it never does anything. And this is another one with Robert England in it and where he failed me. Yeah, the 90s were rough. They really were. Until Scream. Scream was our saving grace. Yes, it was the. It was everything I feel. Who did you say the director of uh, Friday Thirteenth Six is? Tom McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Yes. I yeah. I think the self awareness he was trying to put into that film is is highlighted by a director that actually likes horror, Wes Craven, and Scream. Well, he was in the running to direct screen. Shut up. Yeah, he was one of the directors. That never happened. In the <laughs> oh, yeah, because I... I remember Wes Craven wasn't sold on it originally, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he passed on it at first and then came back to it. Yeah, I cannot believe there are, like, a lot. There's a part four Wishmaster. Yeah, I didn't Good go grief. that far. But I do miss, like, we, we, we won't have this era now because we don't live in the video store era, but I do miss that era of, like, going to the video store and, like, every year there's a sequel to a movie that you 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 have never seen and you don't know anybody that's seen. And, like, Wishmaster mm-hmm. would be one of those type of movies. It's just, like, a yearly tradition where there's a new sequel for no reason. <sighs> yeah, I think back when Blockbuster had it's failed version of Netflix. Like for oh, a, yeah. I forget how long it went, but like you could also rent three mm. movies a day. 
Yeah. No, you can rent three movies at a time, but unlimited rentals. So if you finish watching those three movies, you, you can take them back and get another three. Blockbuster to go or whatever it was called was the shit, and it was better than Netflix at the time. Because we had like like six movies at one point. <laughs> shit, damn. I mean, I did enjoy it because I think I really uh, excelled during the recession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I definitely got close to watching nine movies in one day. Oh. It became a goal at one point. It was just like, I can do this. If I wake up early enough, <laughs> this can happen. Shake your right. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The blockbuster to go was like, TheBomb.com. All right, who's next? Ash. I guess I'll go because right. Ash only has one left. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So my next film is only on here because I didn't understand. So uh, let's go to 1999. Um, a young single white female is having trouble at high school and because of her bullies she discovers that she has telekinetic <gasps> abilities. I love this How movie. How dare you put this on this list? <laughs> You're oh. I am talking about the rage. Where is Brandon? Right. right. We need a replacement. <laughs> the thing I didn't understand is that this happened in 1976. So I'm confused as to why, like, they should have titled it as a remake. The movie in its entirety is not bad, but it's just a modern version of the same thing we already saw. So and they added, like, she. <laughs> And it's so fucking 90s. She grew tattoos the more she used her power or some shit. That I mean, scared the shit out of me when I first watched the movie. <laughs> oh, I love this movie so much. You better put some respect on Carrie Two's <laughs> name. I know that much. Fine. It was probably Jason London's last big role. Oh. <laughs> what? So mean. <laughs> no, wasn't he on Seventh Heaven? No, Jeremy was. Never mind. Jeremy's yeah. brother. I mean, Jason London had Days and Confused, and that was about it. Oh, like the 90s were bad movies. Um, so, <laughs> did you not like this movie, or did you not like the fact that it was a sequel and not a remake? I didn't like the fact that it was a remake and not marketed as... It was marketed as a sequel, but it was a remake. So, like, I thought, at the very least, like, let's change the story and have Sissy Spacek be... Her mother. You know, something like that, where it's just getting passed down. And that's why we're still in high school 20, 30 years later. And apparently, I'm the only one who feels this way. Hmm. And I'm okay with that. Because so, in the film, they said it was, they shared the same father. Yeah. Her and Carrie. I mean, listen, I'll be the first to know that the Rage Carry 2 has its flaws, but it's a fun movie. It's definitely a 90s movie. I'll give it that. Um, I didn't enjoy the parallels between Romeo and Juliet in there either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? That was just, 
<laughs> did not. I thought the hope kind of distinguished it from the first movie, her relationship with Jason London. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'll give it another watch. I'm not um, opposed to it. Like, the only real connection, right, is that... Sue. Yeah, she reprised her role. Wait, that's that's not her real name, though. The character name. Sue Amy. Amy. Amy Irving is her real name. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. You're good. (laughs) You're good, Devin. Well, (laughs) when you were first trying to describe... When you were first describing the movie... And you're saying it's about a single white female. And I'm thinking it's the little known sequel, single white female to the psycho. That's where I got excited. But that actually whoa, came whoa, out in I've never seen that. There is a sequel called Little, I'm sorry, called Single White Female to the, Psych- the Psycho. I've heard of it, but never seen it. <laughs> it's straight exactly. to DVD. <laughs> That's a little. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to to direct that. It's oh, I'm sure. sure. We can't call women psychos. <laughs> Our Karen. Outright. You can say it under your breath. <laughs> yeah, this movie looks really, really bad. Um, and I'm surprised I've never seen it before. But I, 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 I'm interested in seeing it. But it's, you know, I, I, like, I love trash. What can I say? <laughs> if it's free on a streaming service, I wouldn't mind um, just gazing at it real quick. There's no one in here. Yeah, let me know if it's free because I'm I'm not paying for it. So It came Mm -hmm. Allison Lang. This came out 2005. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing special. Brooke Burns. Oh, well, there you go. That name sounds familiar, but I don't know her. What do I know her from? You know her, Gray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come All on, right. Gray. Come on. She's from Baywatch. Uh, I've never watched that show. I haven't either. Oh. <laughs> but that could be why her name sounds familiar because, like, everybody was on that. I know David Hasselhoff was on that. And Pam Greer. Fuck. Bitch. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Did you say Pam Greer? <laughs> if Pam Greer was on that, I would have probably watched it. I was going to say, they were not let her... She wasn't old, but she was not 20. <laughs> Neither was Hasselhoff. Well, That's he's a guy. Thing. Nobody wants to have sex with a guy. They want to have sex with the women. Unless you're German, they would fucking love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we made it. I mean, when you look at the guys that were on the show, they were all mm. kind of just average. Yeah. And I'm only looking at the stills on IMDb right now. <laughs> I'm happy that I live in a world where David Hasselhoff is as famous as he is. He's not really a bad actor, but he's one of those actors you just watch and you're like, I see you, man. I get it. <laughs> Between Knight Rider and Baywatch and Baywatch Nights. Yeah. I didn't know there was a Baywatch Nights. Okay, so let me tell you about it. it was, <laughs> short, was it on Cinemax? It was a Baywatch spinoff that came on chat, whatever. It was syndicated as well. And like mm-hmm. the first season, it was literally just Baywatch at night. Like it was like a detective show and, you know, at night. But the second season, it became more like an X-Files ripoff. 
And like we got like aliens and all this shit, and like nobody knew what to make of anything, so they wound up canceling the show. But yeah, there was a spinoff called Baywatch Nights. Did they have like a Hawaii one? So Baywatch Hawaii, okay, I never watched the shit, okay, but I know all about it. So Baywatch Hawaii is just like what they renamed the show, like I think in the tenth season or something, when they had to like no. move production from LA to Hawaii. Okay, and then just they try to do like TV movies. Yeah, because it was it wasn't like a spinoff. It was just it was the same thing. They just renamed it. So the premise of Baywatch is just sexy detectives. They're lifeguards. They're not even tight. Oh, they're just lifeguards. Yeah. Yeah, that run slow motion. Slow but motion. But you know how like you know like Saved by the Bell was really just about a group of high schoolers, but like they were also a band and had their own like teen phone line and their own basketball team. They were just good at everything. 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 <laughs> they deferred to Zach, but they were def- good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I did watch the um, the. The recent movie of Baywatch. Oh, with my husband in it? Oh, Zachary? Yes. Did you watch the whole thing? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How? Yeah, I saw it in the theater. (laughs) How? (laughs) Oh, I mean, A-plus membership? I'll sit through anything. Okay. Or A-list, that's what it's called. Did you uh, enjoy no, it? I, it was one and done. That was yeah. it. Um, the Dario girl, Alexandre or Alexandria. Uh-huh. I always mess up her name because there's not an R or there's not an A. But, you know, Cuz from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's where I know her from. Um, I liked her character at the beginning. And then, like, when she started giving... Zach Efron, the time of day, I was like, oh, I don't like that they went to it. Like, they made her subservient when at first she was, like, individual, strong woman. I'm not wording that correctly, <laughs> but I would have liked it much better if she didn't give in to his asshole charm. Like, he was a, he was a whole Zach Morris. Mm-hmm. <sighs> using my privilege to... I think the guys who wrote Freddy vs. Jason also wrote that movie, too, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So, there you wrote go. Wrote the Baywatch movie? Yeah. I guess everybody needs to work. Mm-hmm. I guess. Where are we? How did we get down this dark hole? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I was trying to think. Um, Some about Dave. Uh, did we, hmm. So, no, how do we I believe that? Devin's next. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Okay, so this is kind of a <laughs> <Deep breath>. cheat, <laughs> and I'm gonna need you guys to jump in on this too. Okay, but it's okay. Leprechauns two and four. And maybe in the hood, but I can't remember when that one came out. Wasn't that 2000, 1999 or 2000? Yeah, it was right around that cusp. I'm not including Back to the Hood, because at that point, I I acknowledge that this is all a joke. But the first one, <laughs> not. But Leprechaun 2 is honestly one of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire life. You said two? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know what to think. <laughs> that's the one you single out of the whole franchise. Because I, I, mean, I could say, I was gonna go say in space. That's the. Uh, which oh one no, that? that's four. two. I don't mind. What is the one with Carolyn Williams in it? Part three. That's what I do yes. like. Mm. <laughs> I mean, and like is a strong word, but I don't hate it. Like I hate part two. He could tolerate it. Yeah. Like, I can watch Sex in the City 2 before I watch Leprechaun 2. Like, that's how much I hate Leprechaun 2. <laughs> it's an awful movie. But Leprechaun 2, to me, is still on the cusp of horror. Um, Leprechaun 3 is when it officially takes over to a uh, fantasy comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a real genre, but I would put that in it. And then from the rest, it's just satirical. Yeah, I mean, I think part three has some redeeming values. I think it was trying to not really be a satire, but sort of parody the premise of this of the franchise. Whereas part two tried to be a little bit too serious, and it, it was just boring. It was really, really, really boring. And I mean, to be fair, none of these films, the entire Leprechaun franchise, are good films or even entertaining for that matter. But you can tolerate like part one and three and back to the hood. Parts two and four are just abysmal. Well, I can't, there. I can't, I can't remember. Like, how did he get to space? How does anybody get to space in any of these films? <laughs> <laughs> just like the screenwriters run out of ideas. I guess mean, cinema space. Yeah. And there's also a question if it's the same leprechaun in all the films. Apparently there's a rumor that it's a different leprechaun in each film. But played by the same guy? Yeah. I've never heard that. That would actually make it more interesting. Mm -hmm. Aside from the 2015 one? Origins. Man, Um, you in the titles. Damn. I like the return. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. You've inspired me. Oh. I try. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ash, you were saying? No, I will say I enjoy Leprechaun Returns. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so the girl is supposed to be Jennifer Aniston's daughter in, in Leprechaun Returns. And yes. Ozzy from the first one comes back and he sees her. And he's like, oh, yeah, you remind me of somebody I knew. 20 years ago, and you you had a major interaction with, but I doubt you would remember her her facial features well enough to know that's her daughter. Fuck out of here. <laughs> but Damn. see, I can enjoy Leprechaun Returns because that's when he's dramatically different looking. So mm-hmm. playing into the theory you read that they're all different Leprechauns, um, even if it is Warwick Davis underneath of it, it's uh, I like that. Like That adds yeah. something different to the franchise for me. Yeah, I mean, and maybe after rewatch these films, I feel like I watch them every St. Patrick's Day, but don't call me on that. But yeah, I feel like the let I'll, I'll try to rewatch it again with that mindset. This is a theory I just read about recently. So, I dig it. Yeah, I mean, is there anything memorable from the Leprechaun sequels that you guys remember other than Caroline Williams? Uh. I think that's the most impactful thing for me. Well, yeah, I mean, Ice-T. 
But for a long time, I considered In the Hood and Return to the Hood spinoffs. Like, I didn't even consider that the same timeline, actually. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the BET to MTV. (laughs) (laughs) To answer your question, I would say, was that in space when he comes out of the guy's dick? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I must have missed that part. And I'm glad I did. I don't know if I can handle that. I smell a marathon. <laughs> yeah, I have to marathon these movies. And I, I, I may actually just wind up and buy the whole collection just, you know, because I'm a masochist like that, but still. I want to... I think that's uh, fun to own, though. Yeah. We'll see. I'll let y'all know. How much <laughs> is it? It's not essential items, so Amazon do they even have? To me. Do they even have a collection set? Yeah. Yeah. So, who's next? Ash, hit us with your last one. Alrighty. So, everybody won't think this is a bad film, but personally, I think it's a bad film. I've mentioned this in a past episode. We may have picked the same one. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Mine is spoke too soon. <laughs> mine is more on level of creep factor, and I'm just curious to how anybody that was involved in this film was able to finish it, and that's 1990s arachnophobia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, your laughing's kind of scaring me. What's going on? Uh, you're afraid of spiders. That's all. It's cute. No one's not. <laughs> like I said, it's is it a bad film? Personally, to me, yes, but it's actually not that bad of a film. But it's just like <laughs> how my like on my notes, I just wrote why, why, and how did they do it? To scare you, did it work? Hell yeah! Sounds like it definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, how could they do it? I just having to work with all of that and just mm. so are you afraid of, like you're naturally afraid of spiders like if there was a spider right in front of you on the table right in front of you you would freak out yes sir even if it's just, like <laughs> staring at you in an aggressive position you would still run excuse you <laughs> <laughs> so no spider aggression for you <laughs> Y'all are just rude. <laughs> but yeah, that's just. I'm just kidding. Maybe I, I, I just, I can't put myself to watch this movie again. But I am curious to hear the commentary on how they were able to, like, if anyone on that set had any fears of that. I just, I'm just curious. Are there any, like, other spider movies that you're afraid of? Like, can you watch Spider-Man and other spider movies? I Spider-Man love Spider-Man. <laughs> There's a spider in the movie. I love Spider-Man, but all the million and one films that sci-fi came out mm-hmm. dealing with that, I don't watch. Um, what's what that about eight? Eight-Legged Freaks? I was just about to say that I've no, I refuse to watch it. 
I think I've seen like I've seen a couple minutes of it, and I was just like, no, thank you. <laughs> and no, uh, were you afraid of spiders before arachn- arachnophobia, or did that movie make you afraid of spiders? It's definitely a factor. Like, okay, yeah. Because I what think about like that? what was that? Oh, good. No, I was just about to say like my fear of it definitely escalated around the same time I first watched the movie. I was going to say, what about, like, the older movies, like Tarantula? I would not watch it. <laughs> I just, I know. And there was, like, another one where it was, like, the spider versus Earth or something like that. I'm afraid of, like, definitely afraid of clowns. And she won't watch it. She won't watch anything with a clown in it. So, I understand. So she doesn't need to make <laughs> McDonald's doesn't use they don't claim Ronald McDonald that much like you don't see him yeah they could have broke someone I mean look I'm sure <laughs> but throughout history I'm sure <laughs> but do you, are you always like like if we watch a movie don't you get curious to how like an actor is able to go on like get through it Oh, like yeah. how they're able like to mentally prepare themselves for it. That's just yeah. Well, like Selma Hayek is definitely afraid of spider or not spiders, snakes. snakes? She did the whole snake scene and from Dust Till Dawn. I'm like, uh, how did you do that? She is. Ooh, that's my favorite scene. <laughs> that, I mean, basically, at the end of the day, yeah, paycheck. That's how you got Hyla Berry, Ali Berry topless. They paid her two point five million dollars. I should have tits for that much money. And Monster's Ball are swordfish. Swordfish. Okay. I did Google it real quick. Um, apparently, Ronald McDonald got retired as a marketing employee because childhood obesity was reaching its peak. So, hmm. the clown that pushes kids to eat fast food, not a good look. Okay. That's interesting. Surprised they didn't like push healthier Happy Meals with like fruit and vegetables. No, it costs money. I think they, they have apple slices. Okay, yeah. And a gogur. <laughs> but a, a grilled chicken sandwich has never been part of kids. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> saying. Or grilled chicken sandwich. Turkey burger, you know. Black bean burger. Yeah. Actually. Not here, but I was in the UK for a while back in like 2010 or whatever, and they right. had veggie patties before. Ugh. You know, there was Beyond Meat and all this other stuff. Like it was just a normal thing. They service vegetarians and vegans. That's good. You know, I actually have a taste for a McDonald's right now. Let me go my Double powder with cheese. Yeah, let me. Well, I'm gonna Postmates really quick. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm glad we could help you come to this conclusion, then. Thank you. I've been eating healthy all week, so I deserve a treat. Sure, you better than me. And treat yourself. <laughs> well, while you do that, I guess I will go next. Um, see, this is, Ash, this is why I thought we may have had a similar film, because I think this is a film that people do like and probably still watch, and there was actually a film that came after this, and I don't know how that happened. The original love, I watch it every 4th of July, for the most part. This film, I do not. 
I still know what you did last summer. You don't like it? Greatest fire from this podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what's, what are your thoughts on it. It's just, if I were in a situation to where I was privileged in high school and murdered a fisherman and didn't want to tell the cops for whatever reason, if I was in a situation to where I thought someone was following me again for the same reason, I would just fucking call the cops. Like, if someone traveled to my vacation to try and murder me, I'm good. Like, this is the time to tell the truth. There's no need to go through all this stuff and not ever telling anyone and just waiting to see if Jack Black comes back on screen again. Not Jack Black. <laughs> they didn't credit him in that movie, did they? No, he was uncredited, yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, but he I... definitely stole the show. Yeah. I mean, the film definitely has its flaws, especially like when it came with the um, like when the radio station called her. I'm like, okay, what radio station calls you and offers you a free trip? Right, and yeah, reverse engineering how that works. I mean, but it's still, I mean, I mean, I'd rather watch it than the third one. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe it got a third one, and I'm. I, I've never watched it. Okay, so I'm going to say this, <coughs> Gray. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Sounds okay, like so the, me straight. <laughs> the first one is a better film. I will acknowledge yeah. that. But part two is just fun. It's it's fun. I love part two. You got Brandy and Mackay Pfeiffer and... Um, uh, Brandy lives... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jennifer Esposito in it, who plays the the tough girl. <sighs> but I don't think, like, even Brandy's character, in my mind, was written white, and then they just got a big name attached to it. Well, she was. They admitted yeah. that. <laughs> so it's like, that didn't do it for me. Like, I don't care about people's mannerisms in a film, but, like... If we're going to let a black person survive, let, let's, let's let a black person survive. Yeah. But she did. What do you think? Eh. <laughs> I mean, she did. did. But, <laughs> yes, but if Carla would have just been any regular Carla, she would have still survived. But if it would have been a Brenda, a Monique, a Shaquilla, she would have been dead. Well, they wouldn't have put those names in that movie in the 90s. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They would call her Lisa or something like that. Yeah. I, I, and actually, like, Brandy is one of the standouts in the movie for me of why I like the movie so much. Yeah. Because, I mean, growing up and you see her, like, on Moesha and just... Loved her on Moesha. Yeah. I Loved like, her in Thea. <laughs> Got a monster on the game. <laughs> Double platinum. I want to see you. You know, it's funny when she got on the game is when I stopped watching the game. Not because of her, but just the show that oh. trash she had to pull. You know they're bringing it back, right? Yes. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah, the rebooting. I thought you were taking a stance on her murdering someone. <laughs> oh, this bitch is coming oh, out. <laughs> so damn. You look accident. Yes. <laughs> 
the accidental vehicular manslaughter is what I, want, I was referencing. I want her to come out with a new album. That's what I want. But I'd be okay I, with that too, but Ray J would be upset. I'm okay with Ray J being upset. <laughs> yeah, I I love I still don't you do last summer. She's a big reason why. It's I it was a more colorful film. It was more like there was more meat to it, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, the the chase scene, especially like when she's on the roof and she falls she falls down into the like the garden area. Um, Gray, you need to pick another movie. I don't accept. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> she definitely stood would... out for me, but I could I Jennifer Love Hewitt. I could I did I couldn't stand her in the movie. Hmm. I think she was starting to hit her acting peak. I think she was on the rise. Yeah. She was. It's not. It's not Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think it's more so the way the characters are written. Like she made more. Like I liked her more in the first film, and then this one, I liked her in certain spots. But to Ash's point, or to Gray's point, I guess both of your points is like, yeah, at some point she should have just called the cops or acknowledged what was going on because she was no longer covering up a murder. Yeah. Sure, I should watch that again tonight. That's my movie. <laughs> and I also feel like they just, her and Freddie Prince came back because they didn't have anything else going on. <laughs> well, I don't know why Freddie Prince Jr. came back. Like, his character movie didn't make a whole lot of sense. No. And there were a lot of plot holes involving his character in the movie, but she was, she who was she at the time? I'm trying to compare her to somebody now. Like, uh, well, you try to compare Jen- Jennifer? Jennifer, no, I mean, who's like the hot shit who's on the cover of every magazine now? Is that still a thing? Magazines? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, I, like a Gigi Hadid, I guess. I don't know, but she was like the hot shit at the time. Like, And the first movie was a big reason why, and that was Party of Five. Um, I don't know. Yeah, because Party of Five would have like been in the middle of their run by then, right? Yeah. Well, she was in Can't Hardly Wait, right? Yeah, right before this, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's the love interest, right? Beckett? Mm-hmm. Becky? No, Amanda Beckett. Beckett. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in forever, but as a youth, it definitely resonated. Well, it's on Netflix, so... That might happen tonight, then. Yeah. No, it can't happen tonight. Final destination. All right, so what do we have? One person left? Yay, who is it? Ash? No, I just went. Oh. Oh, well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do have an honorable mention, though. You guys want to hear it? Yeah, lay it on me. <laughs> uh, Alien Resurrection. Is yes. that the one with Wynonna? Say goodnight, folks. Nope, we're done. <laughs> I can't. It was just Alien Day. How dare you? <laughs> Wait, there's an Alien Day? Yeah. Yeah, it was Sunday. Why was it Sunday? What's What am I missing? It's the day that they mention in Alien. Oh, okay. I must have got that part. <laughs> well, yeah. Alien Resurrection. Fuck that movie. <laughs> That's all. 
<laughs> but why? Why? Why not? I mean, it's it's weird at this point. Sigourney or Ellen Ripley is a clone, so I, I, I it's hard to really connect with that character because she's a clone, at least for me. Yeah. Ron Perlman playing the perfect dick. My girlfriend Winona's in there. Your I girlfriend. Her name was it Call? Um, yes. And this is at a point when on a career where, like, I think it's like right after the shoplifting incident. If I'm not mistaken. No, this might is be before. Before, before yeah, okay. yeah, before. But either like, way, people, she, she was in this movie. People are like, well, where's she been? Like, it's been <laughs> a while since we've seen Winona when this movie came out. Well, no, the girl interrupted. Like, Wait, girl interrupted was afterwards, but Little Woman came out before or around the same time. Nobody saw Little Women. <laughs> I love Little Women. <laughs> Nobody likes Little Women. I, I, nah. I like the old cartoon series, but I can't stay in the movies. <laughs> I never knew it had a cartoon series. I didn't. <laughs> and then I had my other side piece in there, Kirsten Dunst. Come on, man, Claire Danes. You guys. You oh, in Little Women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not in. Like that's the wrong version. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a uh, fan fantasy piece. So I, I do <laughs> agree with you in uh, the sentiment of how would you ever make a sequel to that? All right. So I do dislike that, but I understand that mathematically the first Ripley was old as fuck. <laughs> so like, how could she yeah. still possibly be alive, kicking ass? So she's Ripley. They just <laughs> yeah, I, I like eight. I feel like Alien is such a masterpiece that it wasn't a film that needed to be sequelized. And I'm okay with Aliens. Yeah, just, yeah. But after <laughs> that, just stop. Yeah, just stop. Stop with all of them. But the I did AVP. like... I did... I like AVP. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't... <laughs> I had to think about it. I was like, do, do I even comment? Do I... <laughs> it's, I mean, um, it's not the best, but I like it. I mean, because Sanaa Lathan, and I love her. But... Yeah. You know why I like it? Because there wasn't a 15-year delay on it. They were just like, we're going to do this. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it happened, and you were like, oh, okay, maybe you guys could have waited a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's its own thing, and it knows what it is. It's not trying to be, you know, some important film or state or make some type of statement. It's just two big monsters battling it out. I, I tell you what, that. though, I did enjoy Predators with Lawrence Fishburne. <clears throat> you mean with Topher and, Grace? And <laughs> Topher Grace was in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Because when you are going to a jungle, you still have to wear your glasses and not contacts, just in case. And I want Topher Grace going into me with the woods, and, you know, the fight of alien. That's who I want, not some big muscly guy. The movie's just poorly cast, But it was better than The Predator, I will say that. Oh, the most recent film? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that one yet. I just Now, now I have to I've, watch it. I have questions for that film. It wasn't bad. 
I just, I just. Then they do a lot it of brings cuts up of the it. crossover again. That was the problem for me. Wasn't there a lot of cuts in it though? Like they cut a lot out of the film. They cut a major scene out um, involving Olivia Munn and some other actor who I forget his name, but he's oh um, yes, yeah, convicted child yeah, yeah. Or something. So I know that part was cut out, but he wasn't a major character. He was just in one scene, and she was in it. And then I I confused the bonus footage with the actual movie. But I, what resonates with me right now is that the Predator Killer was Ripley. Is that the cut that made it to the theatrical release? I don't remember that. At the but very end, they opened the pod. I and did like, fall asleep towards the end, so... <laughs> there is one cut of it where it was Ripley. Oh. Interesting. I, I'll be down for that. She's probably like, I'm fed up with this shit, so let me start fucking stuff up. <laughs> well, she did well, sign no, up like, to do like an A5. Oh, okay. And that's what made it so interchangeable, because it was like, whatever's in the pod, maybe it was just a name plate or something like that. Or maybe it was um, Arnold's name, his character's name. I forget. It was something to link back. There was multiple cuts to link it back to other people. Hmm. Okay. I'm about to, let me, I, need to I don't want to rent the movie again just to find out. <laughs> no, I don't want to watch that thing ever again. But yeah. Also on HBO. Who's oh, giving away HBO right now for free? Oh, so maybe I'll skip to the end and look at it and see what it was. Yeah, I'll I'll do that too. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Thanks for you guys hanging in a whopping two plus hours. If you're still listening with us, I can't wait to see the statistics of when people drop off. <laughs> uh, until next time. Say goodnight, folks. Good night. Good night.